Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors, and I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate and follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Followup Boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Do not over leverage. If you're doing your first deal, do it from A to Z, sell it, and then move on to the second. And if you're doing your 50th deal, then just be careful. Make sure you have enough dry powder to tide you along the bad days. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm with our guest today, Leka Devtha. Lake moved here from India 15 years ago. She got into real estate in 2014. She has flipped over 50 single-family homes and four commercial buildings. She even made over a million dollars on one single flip. She is on the board of a lending company, and Leka is about to do her first real estate syndication. Please welcome Leka Devtha. Thank you so much for having me. This is surprising and also not at all stressful. It's our pleasure to have you, and we're doing this live. 
from the best ever conference 2022. So thank you for being brave and sharing this podcast stage with me. Laika, before we get into the details of your first syndication, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yes. So I moved here from India back in 2005. I got into real estate in 2014 and started flipping homes. I have since flipped some crazy, large single-family homes, office buildings, and multifamily real estate. Currently, I'm focused on doing my first multifamily syndication, and I'm super excited to be here because this is where the party's at when it comes to commercial real estate. I 100% agree with you. How did you get into real estate in 2014? That's a funny story. I was driving in my car and I heard a radio ad for a flipping company. And I said, I have to go check it out. What does that mean? And so I checked it out and it was a full-blown real estate investing seminar. And that got me thinking and it just got me hooked onto finding out more. And a few short months after that, I quit my W-2 and started investing in real estate. I love that story. So flipping single-family homes, why did you flip commercial buildings? I thought it was a really good way to scale and progress my experience. I did single-family and residential for eight years and then said, okay, now I have the confidence to go do it on commercial buildings. All right. I'm dying to hear a million dollars on a single flip. I got to hear that story. Sure. So I bought a flip to just flip. It was going to take five months to go from start to finish. And I was going to make a $50,000 profit. But I found out after I closed the property that I could actually subdivide that land. So I started the process of subdivision. And it ended up taking four years to subdivide. And ultimately, I was able to sell the house that was on the property for a million dollars and the two lots for 500 each making a profit of a million. Amazing. And what were the commercial buildings that you flipped? So I have a seven-unit office building in the heart of Seattle next to Amazon and Facebook. I have a fiveplex. I have a 12-unit. And I have another six-unit that I remodeled. Did you ever think of maybe keeping the office building and renting it out? I did keep it. You did? Yes. Tell me about it. So I kept it. I'm actually still in the process of renovating it. And I'm keeping it solely for appreciation, not so much cash flow. Wait a minute. Hold on. Everybody says you hold for cash flow. No, I only hold for appreciation. My market is a crazy market. I don't make a lot of cash flow on any of my holds. So that's why I still actively flip to make active income because none of my rentals make a significant amount of cash flow. So my goal is to hold them five to seven years and then turn them around for a massive appreciation bump. Do you think that that gives you an edge when you're buying properties that don't exactly cash flow? Because everybody else is looking for cash flow. Right. So I definitely think that gives me an edge because not a lot of people can afford that kind of rental portfolio. So what's the renovation like on this office building? It's about a $300,000 reno. It's a studs out remodel. It was a distressed office building. So I'm just going to put my single family flirt on this building and make it look so swanky. Hold on. That's a heavy lift. How many offices are in this building? Seven. Seven units, $300,000. Yep. Down to the stud renovation. Do you have a performa on 
how this building will perform once it's renovated. Yes. And what so does that look like? We should be able to raise rents to about 20000 a month. And then just all of our debt, financing, and taxes is about... 12 to 13k so we should cash flow a good seven grand a month okay incredible and your goal is to keep that for five to seven years sell it for appreciation listen devil's advocate what happens if the market starts going down we bought it at such an under market value when i bought the property i bought it for 1.95 million and it appreciated at 2.4 and then stabilized, it's going to already be valued at 3.5. So even if the market was to tank, it's not, in my area, it doesn't tank that much that it's going to go underwater. Yeah, I love that. And the important thing here is you don't care about what external forces are out there. You bought the property so... Buy it right. Well, yeah. Buy it in the right location and buy the property at the right price. Exactly. You bought it right so you don't care. I don't care. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so moving on to your first syndication. Give me the whole story on that. Oh, my God. It is so bittersweet. I was able to raise all the equity I needed in four days. And the debt, we have a relationship with the local bank. And the bank basically denied us our loan last week because of rising interest rates and just the market condition. And this is a value-add property. So now we are trying to get bridge financing. It's still going to pencil, just not as well as I thought it was going to initially. But I still think that there's a lot of room for growth. Again, this property appraised, stabilized way more than we had thought it was going to appraise for. So we still, we're going to make good appreciation once it's stabilized. Can we dive into the numbers on this deal? Yes. And what kind of asset is it? It's a 12-unit multifamily. It is a heavy value add also, another 450K. It is in a neighborhood in Seattle. Purchase price? 2.4 2.4 million. A heavy value add down to the studs? Down crazy. to the studs. All right. And obviously it doesn't cash flow because that's what you like to buy. Yes, it doesn't cash flow at all. The current rents are at 8,000 when it's supposed to be at least 16. But once we're done with it, it should be at 20,000. All right. And your lender backed out or they're just having cold feet? They're having cold feet. Okay. And you only have one lender on the hook right now? We have a couple. We're actually talking to five right now. Good. And then because I'm on the board of my lending company, they're always my stopgap. So no matter what, they will probably give you the funds. Yes. How do you pitch a deal to investors that doesn't cash flow? My investors are in the Seattle market and they understand that. They understand the market. I do a really good job on social media educating people about my market. And it doesn't cash flow today, but once stabilized, it is going to cash flow. All right. So the $450,000 renovation, where does that come from? Is that part of the loan or is that part of the raise? It's both. Okay. Yeah. How much did you raise for this? Close to a million. A million dollars in four days. How did you do it? I have an amazing community. I host a virtual meetup. And my only goal with the virtual meetup is to add value. So I bring amazing speakers and I interview them. So I have a following on social media. So I know a lot of my followers and we have long-term relationships because this is my first deal. The minute I sent it out to my network, it was gone. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. When it comes to scaling your real estate business, is lack of capital holding you back? Raising private capital on demand can be a major challenge, but... 
you can get the knowledge and tools you need to succeed when you attend Dana Cornell's four-week Raise Capital Masterclass Live. After starting out with no capital or relationships, Dana has raised over $1 billion twice in the past 20 years, and he has made it his mission to share the best of what he's learned with business owners and investors like you. You can learn more at danacornell.com forward slash best ever. Dana's Raise Capital Masterclass Live allows you to immediately unlock and raise capital on demand, drastically increasing your business's growth. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to danacornell.com forward slash best ever to enroll today. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at passiveinvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. Passiveinvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive Investing investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Why did you start building a network? Did you know you were going to raise money one day in the future? I did not. I was on the Bigger Pockets podcast. When you're on the Bigger Pockets podcast, you just raise a following. So that's what happened. And then I just decided to give something back to the following in by way of doing my virtual meetups, never thinking that I was going to syndicate one day and raise capital. But that was a trajectory and that's what happened. So it was not at all well planned. What's your advice to somebody who's on the fence about starting a meetup, apprehensive about putting themselves out there in social media? and don't know what direction to go. Okay, so starting a meetup is gold. It grew my network immensely. So to anybody that wants to start a meetup or host a virtual event or anything like that, I say go for it because that's going to help you grow your business. With putting yourself out on social media, it is not easy to do. It wasn't easy for me to do for a long time. But once you get really good at it, and you start adding value, you're going to see not just that it's going to benefit you, but it's going to benefit your followers. Every day I have messages in my inbox that say, I inspire people. And that's huge for me. Amazing. So devil's advocate, you're in Seattle. Yes. There's got to be a lot of real estate meetups. There actually isn't. What? There isn't that many. And then pre-COVID, mine was one of two of the best meetups. So the other meetup was run in the evenings, and then mine was during the day. And I used to have 150 people show up every month. Amazing. So back to this raise, how did you put it out there that you are now ready to close on this deal? You need to raise a million dollars. And you have to have been nervous. First time raising money. Oh, yeah. A million dollar raise. Yeah. I'd love to hear that whole process. I had been prepping my audience and my investors in a way, saying, look, Here's the thing. The whole reason that syndication even came about as an idea is because people keep asking to invest in my deals. And I don't do enough deals for all of those investments. So I said, okay, let me start, go down this path and see if I can actually find a building 
find an asset manager to partner with, find an underwriter, find an acquisitions partner. And they all just came into my sphere. I don't know how, but they came into my sphere. We started underwriting buildings. And as we underwrote buildings, we kept putting it out into our investor network. Like, hey, we're looking at this building and this is why it didn't work out. Or we're looking at this building, we're close to making an offer. If this is something that interests you or you have questions on how we're underwriting things, talk to us. So we kind of built up this story. So then when I actually had the deal, it was like, okay, four days, done. All right. You said you don't know how everything fell into place. I think I know how. It's because you put yourself out there. Yes, you put yourself out there. You've added a lot of value to a lot of people and it came back to you. Amazing. Thank you. Once this closes, are you going to go on to your next syndication? It's going to be bigger and better. And did you have a lot of people that you couldn't accommodate on this deal? I did. And it wasn't that I couldn't accommodate them, but a lot of people just weren't ready. There's a lot of funding in India. Like people want to invest from India to here. They just are not ready, but they will be ready by my next deal. People that want to move their 401ks or IRAs into their own personal investing vehicles, like they weren't ready. But now that they know that I do this and now they know that I have a deal and I delivered on that, I feel like a lot more people. And also a lot of investors are kind of iffy about investing, right? It's my first deal. So they're like, we just want to invest the bare minimum. And once we start seeing returns, then we'll invest more. And most of my investors are high net worth. So if they can actually invest 100, 200 grand and they only invested 25K, I know that I have a long way to go with them. How did you attract investors from India? Are you on social media in India as well? Do you market yourself? No, these are friends and family from India that I've known all my life, basically. And what are the challenges with taking funds from India? You have to withhold 30% of taxes up front. You can't do a quarterly distribution. It has to be a yearly distribution. And then they also have to be okay with withholding taxes, creating an LLC here and creating a bank account and an EIN here. So there is a lot of challenges with that. Wow, good to know. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? Do not over leverage yourself. Great advice. It has served me well in my career. And I only say this because I was over leveraged at one point and it was the most horrible, gut-wrenching feeling when you're like, wow, what if I can't make my monthly payments? What if I don't sell this house for a profit? What if, what if, what if? And it's just horrible living in a what if world. So my biggest thing is do not over leverage. If you're doing your first deal, do it from A to Z, sell it, and then move on to the second. And if you're doing your 50th deal, then just be careful. Make sure you have enough dry powder to tide you along the bad days. And Leica, I want to ask you, what do you use for a CRM system? I do use InvestNext. They are amazing, make my life super easy. And it's just an easy platform that my investors like to go on. And it's super easy for me to maneuver because I am not the best tech person out there. So I highly recommend them. Amazing. Leica, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Oh my God, I didn't know there was one. Yes, I am. What is the best ever book you recently read? Okay, it's called The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. It's amazing. It's 365 pages, and every page is a different inspiration vehicle, and it just teaches you to love yourself. And it's not a real estate book, but it's definitely great for a real estate investor to focus and have the mindset to do the crazy things we do in real estate. 
And what's your one big takeaway from that book? Honestly, like we all multitask, right? Like crazy. And I think the book taught me to just slow down and take it one moment at a time and live in the moment, like be present. And I think that's like my biggest challenge in life is to be present with my kids, be present with work, with the conversations I'm having, because I'm often reaching out to my phone, often trying to do 15 other things at the same time. Be present. I love it. Like, what's the best ever way you like to give back? I love educating, informing, and that's what I do with my meetups is educating new real estate investors, educating seasoned real estate investors on different asset classes or different paths they can take. And it's been an amazing journey, and I, I love inspiring people. I'm inspired. Leica, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? I'm on LinkedIn, and I'm on Instagram. My handle is just my first and last name, Leica Devta. And my website is rehabathomes.com. And you can see everything on my website. Amazing. Lake, I thank you so much for joining us today, sharing your story, coming here from India 15 years ago, getting into real estate in 2014, making a million dollars on a single flip, pivoting to commercial, now doing your first syndication. I can't wait to see what happens in the next couple of years. Thank you again for joining us. Ash, you are the most amazing person I met at this conference. And I feel like... I got here for a reason, and you showed up at my dinner for a reason, and I hope we stay lifelong friends, because you are amazing. Likewise, we're definitely going to stay lifelong friends. Best ever listeners, thank you so much for joining us, and have a best ever day.